It's a pleasure to be here tonight um, and to speak to you, P.O., as I was saying, has laid a foundation um, appropriate for what I want to discuss with you tonight. Um, as we go through this weekend, because we're still going to meet tomorrow night as well, as we go through this weekend, uh, we've started the week on reform and strategy. The reason is because we want to end these on Sunday, and I think we still have a few grounds to cover. I want you to please pay attention to me tonight. When we've spoken about the church we met, and most of us know, and let me just put this out. I was welcoming people watching from the nations, guys. Can you please let me see comment? Thank you. Good evening. Welcome. Good evening. That's fine now. As we go through reforms, reforms is like, and I think we're trying to explain this to our parents and our predecessors. It's like, it's as simple as this. You made a house, let's say the current structure of the gold house. I'm not telling my Christian dad or mom to pull down the foundation. I'm saying the brick and the design of this house does not fit into 2022. So you renovate your houses, but you don't renovate your beliefs. It is not just backward, it is impaired intelligence. So we're not saying the house is not good. We're just saying it's due for reforms. Can I tell you something about why you must keep fighting in this nation? Do you know now that you don't have to do anything wrong for police to arrest you? You just have to prosper beyond average as a black person. You get arrested for a black man in racist Europe. By the way, the still most racist continent in the world. For a black man, a black woman, a black girl, a black guy, you are guilty until proven innocent. For a white man, you are innocent until proven guilty. There's only one way to fight that. Pastor Onion started on the good ground tonight talking about the appetite. The only way the oppressor ends, there's only way, one way they end, in shame. If the oppressor has enough patience to prove the oppressor as a nuisance, you've got to prove them as nuisance. But it takes a lot of patience. So uh, you wonder, how did we go from reforms to that? If we're going to reform the world, the oppressor, the oppressors whose casket and stuff have been carried about from generation to generation now, only understands one language. He understands, okay, I won't tell you the language he understands, but we can patiently push because they will not make way for you or your kids. They will never, never, you're never going to be, we're never going to be accepted. You're not going to be accepted unless they put you in a ring, ask you to be beaten 
or you beat them they say this guy is a wrestler so he has the right to have a million this one is a city clown wrapping or chasing leather leather inflated leather around is fine but don't go and tell them you're a businessman i said don't dig everything it's your person if you're not a clown you're not supposed to have anything not in at least not in the oppressor's land oppressors with everything these guys actually took the bible and interpreted it translated it and every single person that tried to convert it to a language that the common man can read they killed them after killing them yeah after killing them i needed to hear this after killing them the case is still in court for a dead man google these things for a dead man then they sentenced the dead man then you wonder what would they do with him they went to exhume his body and burnt it. They're talking about, they will say, well, there are terrorists, there are these, there are that, uh, Muslims. Christians killed more people in the name of religion than the Muslims have done. Or the, the, the so-called Muslims have done. So all of a sudden, when religion expires, it turns to raise. So what am I inciting you to do? I'm inciting you to prosper. That's our only offense. As for the church and their pastors, especially in this country, with due respect, they are flies. There's only one place flies came from. You know, even if I was, if, if we were competing, if PT was competing with you in 1970, I'll still beat you in 1970. On anything, I'll beat you in Ludo, I'll beat you in chess. I'll beat you in anything. In tennis, in snooker, I'll beat you. Hands down. If we were contesting in 1952, I'll still run a better church than he. The only place where you can win me is in the HQ because I allow you to win. That's my territory. For you to come in, they already won you. I don't need to win you in snooker. I'm just saying if we were competitors, just so you know that we're not. If we're competitors, I'll still beat you. If I was doing miracles, I'll still beat you. Anytime, any day, anywhere. Anytime. So, it is not a competing matter. Because we're already thousand years ahead. Light years ahead. It's not a competing matter. It is a reforms matter. So I want to show you something from their own Bible. Because you've got to teach them from there. Otherwise, the gods of this world has blinded the eyes. I want to teach you something from it. Let's, so because P.O. incited me. I want to talk about vision. And I'll give you some few key note scriptures tonight. But... Because I'm incited, and don't forget, the incitement of this house is not violence. It's not, and, and I'm not saying that to protect myself. If, if these people want to come after you, they will come anyways. They will just change words to mean whatever they want it to mean. But believe me, I've planned coming after for the next 10 years. It's planned. 
already know my, my reaction to coming after. There's nothing that will come away that I won't use. Okay, let me, let, me, let me give you a thought before I get into reforms. And you will love this reform topic. And all the pastors that have been preaching, they've been doing a great work at, at it. Very great work. I was just saying, you see, the building, everybody renovates their house. You pull some part down, then you pull some part up. So when people say, why are you becoming progressively confrontational in these reforms? When you go to your father's house and the carpenters now start telling you, we're not going to renovate this house. Then you get into argument. The carpenter or the, or the builder or the architect says, no, no, no. <laughs> you see this house, yeah? Britain only keeps um, uh, certain listed buildings to make money from, from um, African dollar tourists. So, oh, you see this building has been held since, since 1892. It's just to make money. Then the guy says, wow. Then he takes picture and sends it back. Um, your great-grandfather's built it. Tied. In plantations. And when they are tied, the pastor comes to them and read what Paul said when Paul was fluffing around some nonsense that he said now. Yeah, absolutely. Not everything he said was from the Spirit. And he made it clear as well. Then he says, um, servants obey your masters. Your masters. Slavery. Then Paul comes back to say, for in Christ Jesus, there's no bound nor free. Or no bound nor slave or whatever. How? You just said, you just said in a minute that we should be obeying them. Then you say we are free. How is that possible? How? human beings fought for the emancipation of because if they didn't fight they still want to obey Paul in that script in that in that in that verse you will be in the plantation so before a, a, a pastor I disagree with him saying that that's fine you go into slavery and let your daughters be raped in front of you and see if slavery is right because that's what they did See if you won't give your life to free your daughter from the oppressor. You sit down there and say, well, um, Paul said we should obey our masters. You're going to fight for the life of your daughter and your sons. So that they are not in oppression. We've left that part of slavery now and we're in the mental one. The one we voluntarily submit ourselves to. So when you're trying to reform the house and the carpenter, the surveyor, whoever says, we don't want to reform this house because we want it to look old. That's fine. It's either from the old religion we met that is refusing reforms, someone is making money from it. Pentecost is making money from it. Or we're not just willing to fight enough because we're not uprooting the foundation. The foundation of our beliefs is Christ. 
that's not going to change. We're not uprooting the foundation. But this building that they built on it and we inherited is false. Or at best, is outdated. At best, to be, to be polite, it's outdated. So a conversation that happened in John 3, 3 is still where I'm going to tonight. And I want you to think about this conversation with me again. Because the reason why I have to say again is if you grew up in the church, you'll probably be tired of hearing this scripture. But please, may I submit to you based on facts tonight that every interpretation that we've been given till I started speaking and some people that I may not know of started speaking is just false. The born-again experience, please hear me, is not spiritual. It is knowledge-based. It, it starts with knowledge and ends in faith. Are you ready to read scriptures? Being born again is an experience that starts in knowledge and ends in faith, guys. It, you should, we should, so when you, the new curriculum for the reforms is we must let people know it starts with knowledge. Jesus, look at what Jesus said here, or Christ. Christ said here. Let's read it, please. John 3 from verse 1. Don't worry, just read. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Uh -huh. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm about to ask one of our friends to read it to me in Greek in the original translation and it makes sense. He calls the kingdom of God the basilica. Like a presence. I'm coming to reforms in a minute. Because you're not born again. Don't let anybody deceive you. He tells them about a kingdom that he cannot access unless they are born again. Look at this now. Verse 4. This guy then poses a question, right? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, Tell me. unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Tell me. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. We treated this last week, verse 7. Do not marvel that I said to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered. Look at Jesus' answer so that you're not lost now. Look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel? And you do not know. You see the word knowledge. Jesus looks at him and says, How can you be a teacher and you have no basic knowledge of the born again experience? This is not spiritual. He used the word know. Why is Jesus saying all these things? If you could get born again by just answering an altar call, what do you need to say these things for? He looks at him and says, how can you be a teacher and you do not know these things? How do you not have knowledge of this? So this is a summary of the born again experience. It's a knowledge-based system 
that leads to a knowledge-based epiphany. I'm going to break this down. Don't worry. It's a knowledge-based system that leads to a knowledge-based epiphany. So, our friends, put it in perspective. Again, because the reason why we study is simple. We think and study. If you study and don't think, you'll be a repeater of passed down knowledge. You'll just be saying. If you think and you don't study, you'll be dangerous. Because you'll become an authority on your own thoughts alone. Okay. So when people say, why do you study this? Why are you putting this in perspective? Say, no, you see, that you're th in your thinking, you can see anything you call God. And you begin to say it. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't work all life long. You'll just teach your thought. But there's no authority to it. It's a knowledge-based system that leads, I mean, it's a knowledge-based system, yes, that leads to a knowledge-based epiphany. It doesn't start with faith. It starts with knowledge. The born-again experience starts with knowledge, not faith. It ends in faith. And when it ends in faith, a journey starts. So this is how we put it in perspective. There is nature, then there is nurture. You were born into nature. Nature gave birth to you. Nurture is the society you grew up in. Um, you grew up as a Zimbabwean. You were nurtured by a culture. Your parents, that's nurture, not nature. When born again comes, this is the question and answer of born again. Can you pour out your nurture and revert to your nature? If I was writing the Bible in 2022, I would rewrite that. It is your nurture. Every, and what is your nurture? Your belief system right now is your nurture. And a Yoruba man sees an elderly person and prostrates. We were nurtured to tell us that's respect. In your heart, you can be cursing the man, but you say, at least he respects me. Why is a Yoruba man doing that? Or whatever culture you represent or whatever you do in your culture, why is he doing that? It is natural. It's the way he was raised. You know, the issue is not even that our personal culture as where are you from again? Congo or whatever raised us. The issue now is when we got kidnapped literally from our own homes in Africa. And, you know, like a friend brought perspective to it. You know, one of the ships that they used to force Ghanaians, Nigerians, Africans out of their fatherland, forced them Underneath, in the basement, they were in chains. Their ends were swollen. They were crying. They were in pains. They were, they were being molested and used. You know, the major ship that shipped them. Do you know the name of the ship? Jesus. Just so you know, you understand. It's Jesus on it. It's called Jesus, like literally. In the name of Jesus taking them out 
because in the mind of the oppressor, the guy down is below him. That's the devil that is trampling under his feet. There is no white policeman that can ever think you're a millionaire, ever. It's impossible. Unless again, you're a clown. The arena of clown is still the same like the Roman Empire. You put them in an arena and they run around after anything. Devouring animals is what they run after. It's the, the football is an animal. It's a devouring spirit all the same. Don't read those things. It's a village clown stuff. I'm coming back to something. I know you love football. If you, if you love football without making money from it, you are mentally impaired. You can, you can call it anything you like. I love Asna, I love this. And you make nothing from it. You, something is definitely wrong with you. And, it, and I don't blame you. It's generational. You only love it if you're making money from it, sport betting, you, you um, train footballers, you have Pulse Academy. You, but just to cry that Arsenal lost. Man, you lost. You're just playing to the gallery of the oppressor. There's nothing to it. It's not, I just feel something about it in my heart. You don't feel anything. It's the slave blood. Because it benefits you in no way. It's just the blood of entertainment. But those who make something from it, like your brother is a footballer, fine, you have to watch his team. And someone then say, either you make money from it or you make real soul from it. Not the one you excuse yourself and say it's for soul winning. You know it's not for soul, but eventually we will know it's not souls because you'll be poor. Well, I'm going somewhere tonight. I've told you what the born again life means and I'm not going to go into the details of every other thing. You can read these scriptures yourself. It's a knowledge-based epiphany. Now that means, can you pour out your nurture and be nurtured by the word, Christ, the spirit, the water and the spirit. So you're going to have to receive a new belief system. Why are you not seeing the kingdom? Check it tonight. You have a mixture of your nurture with the nature you want to enter into. Paul was so accurate about the new life. You know, where we believe that Paul begins to fumble is he speaks to the, his own day. He speaks to, and at times he has to play politics. He speaks to his day. He speaks to his time. But when we come to the revelation of Christ and the new life accurate, in my own opinion and study, he understood the new life. No wonder it was so controversial and powerful. He understood the new life to the T. Things like, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, all, all. You're no longer a Nigerian. You're no longer a Ghanaian. You're no longer a British born. You are all things 
I've all, all, all things have passed away and all things have become new. All, including your culture and heritage. Because that's your nurture. And there's only one way to prove that you're now in the new life. Can I ask you the one way? Obedience to Christ alone. Not Paul, Christ. He teaches that new life. Paul brings accurate perspective to the new life. I love the perspective when we when we study. So it is upon these that we base the word reforms and strategy or strategy. Is this is the thought? And again, I've been speaking to you. I mean, I've been listening to your leaders, and you know, when they come to sit and tell you about our uh, giving, our uh, this and that, they are new lives. Tithing and offering comes from the Old Testament, my friends. Jesus looks at them and said, Obey, obey the Pharisees because they sit in the seat of Moses. But he hates them. He just said, let, let them just do their thing. They sit in the seat of the law. They are irrelevant to the coming world. So it takes the new spirit, the born again spirit to create the new world. Because it is knowledge based. The born again experience that they tried to hand down to us, which obviously woefully failed in your generation, is not knowledge based, it's all spirit and it's not productive. So everybody left them to it. Everybody. Let me tell you something. Inspire will beat any church in UK. Already beats it. Inspire. PK. Um, Dr. Emma. You know why you can think, well, I know you don't see them, I'm ho or, and hopefully not. You know why? I know them. Forget them talking online. I know them. Finished. And say, so well, what about Africa? <laughs> A country where someone carries high-powered microphones and speakers and heals the deaf. Have you seen African speakers before? If your ears are blocked, they will open. African speakers in UK, where there's still regulation of noise. In Africa, you hear the deaf, who, by the way, is one hair deaf. So with microphone, you say, close your ears, then you shout the sheep, oh, sorry, you shout Jesus, in his ears and say, can you hear now? Then everybody say, hallelujah! Hallelujah! So, that, that, come on, man. That's really, we're not going to take that seriously. So, let's, let's leave that. I've, I've said that I will not talk about these guys anymore because some of you have started watching them. Meaning people send you clips like, oh, isn't this funny? So I say, oh, it's my fault because now you're watching it because I'm talking about them. Of course, you're laughing at them, but soon you just carry their um, palm oil on your head and start doing stuff. So why are you now using palm oil? I said, because the guy who started the beauty uni. 
<laughs> so if you built a school, you've then become what? If you are mentally deranged and you built a school, you just built a mental hospital. I'm just saying, I'm not saying they did, I'm just saying. We've come to, there's no respect for anybody anymore. I'm sorry, I've tried. I used to, I mean, I don't used to, then I came into, okay, let's, then I realized it's not working. It's not going to work. I've tried my best. And God knows, you receive a new nurturing. You see, let me be plain about this nurturing because this will help me actually. So it's a good thing people started from where it started from. This nurturing will then bring you into the topic of vision. Because unless that old life is dead, completely. Did you guys want to read something? Talk now. Definition of nurture, sir. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no. Nurture is the influence of external factors after conception. For example, the product of exposure, life. We're just enjoying our year. <laughs> I won't even stop this. I, mean, I just love it. I'm just, it's not like faith. Faith Oh yeah, read Jerry. Make a, let me just be enjoying it. I'm not even preaching anymore. Start again. Start again. Definition. Nigerians are watching. They will love it. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Definition. Definition of nurture. Nurture is the influence of external factors after conception. For example, the product of exposure life experiences and learning of an individual. Hallelujah! <laughs> this is the real deaf you're hearing. I can't remember anything you said. Read it again. I forgot it. I didn't hear nothing. Nurturing is... Now seriously, no, now seriously. I didn't hear nothing. Nurturing. Nurture is the influence of external factors after conception. For That's fine. Let me me hand it, please. <laughs> so that when I'm talking, you'll not say, oh, this guy is just be here it now. Nurture. Nurture <coughs> is... <laughs> 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 Nurture. Nurture. <laughs> Finish it, Mimi. Nurture is the influence of external factors after conception, the product of exposure, life experiences, and learning of an individual. Now I understand. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So, Nicodemus asked Jesus and says, or ask Christ, I'm actually trying to change that name. Not change, change, but Christ, you know. Uh, he asked him and says, have you guys seen Jesus before, right? No, no, you, you have. There's a white guy 
with that long hair. Yeah, and it's always like this. Very, very awkward. Like you enter your mom's house, see the guy, ah, like, oh, come on. Then you're wondering, where did you see this picture from? Instagram or yeah, that's it. What how? Like how did this picture? You know, the white man is crafty. He just created an image and says, "You want something, right? Now you guys, mm, you really want something to hold on to. That's fine. We'll make one up." And they made a perfect gentleman. That even Christ in heaven says, ah, ah, so this is me. Ah, for God's sake, you people. Well, he can't do anything. He's giving the earth to the sons of men. Because if you check that description of that picture, if you check it against what John saw in Revelation, they are two different people. This one in the picture has no bling on. The one John saw as a sh sh sash of diamond on his neck. And I'm not saying black people should judge Jesus now, then that would be Jay-Z or whoever. <laughs> his feet is like lapis lazuli. Well, these guys created the picture of a very humble guy according to their image. Anyways, Nicodemus has this, the, the, the Christ and says, how can a person go back to their mother's womb? There's only one way you can do that. I go back to my point of reference in life, Adam. Adam stood up from his native country, a blank slate. Completely new. What is working on is knowledge. Is full is knowledge. How can you then, how can you depict what shows that you are now living the born again life? That's the first thing God gave to Adam. He gave him the choice to be obedient. Obedience is the only way we'll know if you are now in Christ. And with obedience, as if God always puts good and evil together, puts the commandment and then puts choice with man in the same vessel so that he has choice to disobey. But if he really has faith, he would obey. The only demonstration of faith is obedience. It is not prayer. Please, guys, you follow someone because you trust them you believe them so question is Sam do you believe me as PT but do you pray to me I have to ask you because if I ask people like you can say I'll start praying to you from now yeah, yeah. so it's gonna go left just say oh wow shoot and he's just gonna do it and feel others Yes, vaccination can start, isn't it? <laughs> you believe. You obey. Because you trust. 
So let me tell you something about leadership. Regardless of what people say or anybody says. Obedience is out to test if they trust you. Every other thing is just talk. Now, don't, we're not quick to dismiss people because they don't obey. We'll just say, maybe you're growing to trust in me, then you'll obey. Because if you don't trust what I'm advising you, it can be based on you have more knowledge. You know what you're doing. In that case, you don't need my leadership. Unless if you have a leader who is looking for fame and, and, and affirmation from his own people or from whatever else he thinks is built. If you have a leader that is solid enough and understands their worth, they're not going to command your obedience without securing your trust. If you trust, you'll obey. So in this Christ's life, if we don't obey, we don't trust. And if we don't trust, it's going to be based on our nurturing. How we were nurtured. The things that have been put in our mind. And there is no killer. I'm telling you this with all humility. There's no killer like what nurtured our parents is the worst nurturing. Pentecostalism. Pentecostalism does not obey nothing. But it has a, a show of obedience. Okay, can I give you pointers? Whosoever will be my disciple, will it gave them how to be his disciple. Do Pente, do, does Pentecostalism obey that? No. They tell you hard wisdom. They don't obey Did Jesus say, look at the birds and the lilies of the garden. They neither toil nor spin. They have no barn houses or storehouses, yet your heavenly father. So do they obey that? No. Why? Nurturing. Nurturing. Why did he use the birds and the lilies? They abide in nature. They have more knowledge than the man that has been polluted by nurture. Why are you worried? Nurture. Nurture told you if things don't add up like this, your life may be this, that, that, that. Nurture. Why don't you look at the word and say it all ends off fine? Nature. He's telling Nicodemus reverse back to nature. You've been nurtured. When Nicodemus, they first made it a point to tell us it's a Pharisee. Nurtured. So, do we want to read again the, the, the resume of Nicodemus so that you see why this story is knowledge-based more than spiritual? So, when you attended the altar, I know you felt, you, you're not born again. Because you, nothing changed. You just know. You said, oh, something touched me. Um, um, Shadia was praying for you and shouting. Or whoever else. Nothing touched you. Nothing. You're fine. But if you're going to be born again, you're going to pour out, you're going to completely empty nurturing. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Only new crea creatures 
and creations create the new world. So look at this. The knowledge men who built the iPhones and stuff, they abided in nature and they were like nuisance for a long time. I think those are the born again people. For a long time, society ostracized them because they were seeing things others cannot see. They were behaving in a way people will call erratic to the other of the current day. Their mind, their way of thinking was just so different. What Pentecostalism did was uniformed all of us and messed us all up. Make sure we all conform to a thing. Beliefs unchecked. Reforms rejected. So where they started from is not wrong by itself. It's just that it refused reforms. So you now start having individual reforms. A pastor just comes and says, God spoke to me now. And he starts to say things in a way that profits him. And the people get poorer. So if you introduce reform to him, he's angry because that's how he eats. So he goes back. So if you now tonight, because when we wanted to get born again, right, when we're trying, guess what? I've been, I've been getting born again from the time I was about 11. It depends on the preacher. If that preaching touch you, you, you go to the altar as a child. So you grow. We thought born again was habit changing. We thought it's swap of habits. Now what we then realized with the church is people, some people do not commit adultery until later anyways. But they are still gossipers. So it is not the swap of habit. It is a complete change of nurture. Not nature. Nurture. So can you sincerely answer tonight and ask yourself, did I pour out my nurture completely? Because again, what we didn't know was this thing was knowledge-based. Therefore, it's a gradual growth. The more knowledge pours into me, the more I pour out the old knowledge. My belief systems, they all have to go. All of it. Including what you were taught. And how you were taught a woman should be. <laughs> it has to be a new creation. Okay, should we just read that scripture? Paul saying it so that, look, I've, imagine I've been in church all my life guys so if there should be anyone that is authority in church matters and stuff I think I'm qualified very qualified I preached my first sermon at the age of 8 and that sermon most of the pastors in you can need to go and listen to it and learn you say why are you attacking these guys we, we raise everybody so that those who are under them suppressed and teaching Sunday school at the age of 43, children's class, can rise and be free from that bondage. Yeah, this guy is still doing. 
Anyway, uh, oh God, should I? Should I not, Pastor Dami? You're the teacher of school, right? I should go for it. Mm, no, but I know I will. My spirit tells me I will. <laughs> I can put this on the Holy Spirit. Tells me I will, because any misbehaving, you can just put it on the ghosty. It's a ghost yeah. That means it's some ghost. This guy is misbehaving. He's telling things that are not in scripture for his church to do. He blames it on the ghost. He said, the ghost told me. He said, he's gone ghosty on them. That's why you don't trace anything anymore. You know, I, I was listening to a funny interview this week. He's one of the presidential aspirants. A spokesperson was speaking. This is interesting. I think he's even the front runner. So they're saying, what's the source of income of um, blah, blah, blah? Big man, like 70-something-year-old, man. So they first said, um, you know, this is spokesperson. So he said, he, he said, he trades. I said, aye, he said, crypto <laughs> trade out this way. So they said, oh, um, like trade. He said, no, he's a stock trader. I said, wow. So they now said, okay, no problem. So his name is not on any company. No, we love him because that's how the world works. So they said, so no company name. They said, no, no, he's a stock trader. I said, so this man has been a stock trader. <laughs> so they then said, okay, is it, is the, wait, oh, look at this, so funny. They said, you know when someone is lying, something's covered. I said, is this trading local in the shores of Nigeria? He said, foreign, foreign. I said foreign. <laughs> that means it's what is your country is gone. <laughs> it's gone ghost never there's nobody that's going to be able to trace any stock trader after being a governor being a used to trading stock they say ah, what kind of stock have you been doing <laughs> he's a trader ah, I love this world man the seat is the only thing they eat Anyways, what was I saying? If any man be in Christ, I need us to review this scripture. The way we were thought it is a lie. By the time a Pentecostal preacher is finishing this, all he just wants is people crying on his altar and say, I used to fornicate, I fornicate no more. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. You're still a liar. Is the same creature, creation, that births all. Including being fearful, in case you don't know, that being fearful sends people to hell according to scriptures. So a fearful person and an adulterer are not different. It's the same creation. Our parents are, 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 are Pentecostals mostly, right? Are they not fearful? Revelation tells us, said, including the fearful shall be cast into the lake of fire. The Bible says it. You know why? Because it's the same creation. 
So it tells us about the born again man, the man of the spirit. He said, it's like a wind. You don't even know where it's going to or where it's coming from. Because his behavior cannot be discerned by the man of the flesh. It doesn't matter how many Jesus the man of the flesh calls on. He's still the man of the flesh. Read the scripture and let me proceed into vision. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Did you see that? It said, from now on, we do not regard anyone according to the flesh, even though... We have known Christ according, according to the flesh. Yet now... We know him thus no longer. Tell me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Is... A new creation. And you need to underline that word in your Bible. And everything you've heard about it, you need to jettison it. Because it's dangerous doctrine. It's a new creation. It is the nurture. You cannot. So he's looking at Nicodemus. Nicodemus is saying, Would I go back into my mother's womb? You cannot change from being a man to a woman just because you're born again. You're not going to grow horns. It's a new creation. New. So the unseen part of him, knowledge has taken hold of it. The way he thinks about money is different. It's a new creation. It would think about money in nature, not nurture. The way it thinks about working with people is different. It would think about working with people in not nature, not nurture. The way it thinks about marriage is different. Many of you are trained in marriage according to nurture. Someone walks out of the bush and says, I've been married for 50 years. Madam, it means nothing. You can be married for 50 years, living with a man unhappy for 50 years, subdued in your own house, because in your nurture, it is a taboo to break a marriage that is not working. It's an abusive marriage. And people will keep it to protect their image. So it doesn't mean you're happy. I've seen it all the time. So if you go listen to Nurture, this girl, she's trying to get married and she's looking for people that have been 35 years in marriage. But that woman is not happy. She's oppressed. She's married a dictator. Whom she can't talk to or become all that she needs to become in life because this guy don't want her to become anything. But she's been there for 35 years. You let her nurture you, you settle for a life of unhappiness. Those who created the new world or are creating the new world, they live in a different nurture. It's like they thought differently from us. Knowledge has taken hold of their spirit. They've been born again. Knowledge. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Pastor Onye did say about her yesterday, all things have passed away. They are completely dead to the whole nature completely dead behold all things have become it is this new. set of people that can create the new world those that everything has become new to will create new things and the patch of the old and the new in you nobody can see it so look at this girl look at this guy she's hearing pity talk peace sam talk pity talk we're talking we're talking but she's still when it is convenient she still reverses back to her nurture she says what my dad did and you're saying so the knowledge of this life has not gripped your soul you're not a new creation 
but you're hearing knowledge every day so you're working towards perishing because you refuse knowledge you're still reverting back reversing to how your old boyfriend treated you but you are exposed to knowledge but you're refusing it the only result of that no matter how much anybody pampers you and say God is with you they just want to keep you as, church, as their church member Connect just wants to keep you so that if they say mobilize on Sunday, you can come. They've given up already in their heart. They are thinking, don't worry. When 10 new people come to replace you, we'll show you how. Not literally, you regurgitate yourself by yourself. She's still talking about 16 years ago. And she's not talking about it because she's called upon for testimony. Her thoughts, her decision is still based on that. Then you ask them, what do you do with all this knowledge? Because all the word conferences, all the word explosion, all the talking in COD house and all these things, they are supposed to give you the new nurture. They give you a new sight of how to see people, how to interpret problems. Because you, in your old life, you interpreted it with a certain eyes. In the new nurture, Peter is telling you how to see challenges, how to see, see. That's why I refuse the tithe because it's Moses' nurture. Can I live in Moses? Finish it, please. Behold, all things have become new. Yeah. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled Thank us. Thank you, himself. that's fine. He's reconciled us and he's asking every other person to be reconciled back to nature. So when Adam woke up from his native country in Eden, the word poured into him was not spiritual. How can he be spiritual? God, who is spiritual, already comes to him in the cool of the day. So what does he need in Eden? How to, how to grow the earth? Be fruitful. Multiply. That's not give birth to children. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion. That's earthly matter. So he has to implant knowledge into him so that he can function. So if we're not functioning in dominion, guess what is missing? It is not prayer life that is missing because I grew up with people with so-called prayer life and they were dominated. They are still being dominated now. <laughs> they are not replenishing. They are being famished daily. People fast for what government does. They fast to the place where they lose their brain. That's not dominion. That's not dominion. So at the end of your life, who nurtured you will matter. It's going to matter a lot. So the person that nurtures you must have been nurtured by the new life. They've received a new set of culture. They think differently, just opposite direction to what the fleshman how he thinks. So you've got to go pour out the old notches in you because they are still there. Don't be deceived. They are very much there. <laughs> Those things are like bed bugs and cataracts. They give birth to each other. If you kill them and you don't cleanse their blood, 
they reproduce through blood contact alone. That's termites and bed bugs. So they call pastors. Because this, this, what they keep saying that is not studied. It keeps, it keeps giving birth to issues in your life and your mind will still go there when you seem to eat a problem point. I've taught you this years ago. One day you'll believe someone and that will determine what you become the rest of your life. Let me give you a scripture. I want to talk about vision till maybe for another 30 minutes. But I couldn't talk about vision without talking about this nurture because already if I tell a Paul, a Francis, if I tell them our faith, you know, everything they've been nurtured by in their life will interpret our faith. Everything. It comes in a minute. 1,000 things can flash your mind in a millisecond. And they're going to interpret it. Francis, I'll have to use you again tonight because of the way you're trying to stay awake without having any of my trouble. Yeah. I love you, man. So I turn to two of them and say, I have faith. Paul looks at it and says, mm, that means I have a target of 30K to reach. Francis says, oh, if I find any lame man around with swollen leg, I'll just heal him. It's all nurture-based. I'm not gaslighting you. That's healing is important ministry. Jesus made people heal. Where were you at the birthday, uh, burial? You didn't come to Pastor Obi's birthday. Oh, okay. I notice when you are not around because of your um, expression of laughter. So annoying, I swear. I love you. So, everybody will interpret it based on their personality. But you see, you see what I'm trying to say. You see that your personality has to go. It cannot work with a new life. In that your personality, everything exists there. And I actually want to describe the things that exist there. But it's difficult. Your nature, what you love. Um... Your weakness. How do I put this now without sounding vulgar? All your weaknesses, Sha, they are there. Now, I'm not asking you to change habit. It's change creation. So, if I then look at a son and say, you know why you can't be sleeping with all these people, right? I'm not going to spiritualize it. Because that's what they did to us. And we just ended up going to do it anyways. <laughs> In my dad's church, confession was imposed to a place. Like I can ask my dad now, out of all those of us who confessed then, how many of them are leading pastors? Guess how many? Zero. 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 You know the word zero? Like the one the man scored in the stadium and wore it as a badge of honor. Zero. Zero vote. Zero. Well, you know, 
he, he was so, you know, because the man really wanted us to change and be on fire for God. So, they, they, in my humble opinion, you employed the flesh. It was so tough. We'll kneel down in front of him and make a pledge. I shall not sin that or that. We were teenagers, freaking teenagers. We live for sin. Sin lives for us. We're, we're supposed to just have an environment that can help us to still see perspective and knowledge until we outgrow. We're confessing. As, as we were confessing, everybody was... At that time, I have not known sin. But I heard what my mates were doing and I thought, Really? And then I journeyed into sin. I had not known. But here we are. I'm kneeling down in front of my own biological dad. He's saying, confess, confess. I'm thinking, I don't have anything to say. Then I made something up. I said, I drank beer. I, but, but I did taste a little bit of it. But it's like everybody is saying some big stuff. And the man is looking at me like, oh, so you don't want to really tell. But you see... Open your Bible to the judgment of blah, blah, blah. The judgment of some... Should have known it's not true. I should have just said, yeah, let him judge me when I finish. Leave me. Nothing would have happened. Nothing. So these guys were so... I said, well, you know, I jump here because it's like they're looking and saying, oh, you're going to tell your own son. Like, I didn't do anything. So, but you know you did. But, sir, honestly, I didn't do anything. I've just been praying in secondary school, really. So, hmm. In the book of Ezekiel, because if you want to talk about Tony's, like uh, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, one of those, um, those gangs there. <laughs> Straightening me with that. So I said, okay, well, you know, whatever suits your fancy, whatever makes you sleep. And the following week, everybody went into an endless journey of sin. Like never before. And guess what happened? Nothing happened. The vow, we put our hands on the stone because it was in a book called Joshua. Where all the, all, we were taught that Israelites swore on a stone that they will not disobey God. They put their pledges on it. But... Guess who disobeyed God the most in the history of disobedience? Israelites. We still carry the same stuff. Makes no meaning. It's like flesh wants to birth. But they all outgrew it to tolerate. Even our fathers. They realize unless the man is a new creation, everything you do externally will fail woefully. It will surprise you as you surprise yourself. It's new creation. But this new creation is knowledge. Look at why people perish. I want to get into vision. My people perish. Look at why. I told you this before. This is not just my saying. And then we're going to read um, Power Base. You're going to read the meaning of perish. Look at why people perish. It was never prayer life. The day Adam perished, remember this Adam guy is God on earth. Knowledge is imparted to the place where he knew his environment is in charge. Then, when his obedience was going to be tested, 
Guess how his obedience was tested? Knowledge. The serpent came and asked Eve, did God say? So he can't attack you without sizing up your knowledge on a topic. But do you know how we were thought attack in our nurture? Satan just stands somewhere and says, bro, and shoots an arrow. Rubbish. Or he comes in your dream at night. If you, if you sleep and you have nightmare that something happened, when you wake up, just laugh. Nothing is going to happen unless you make it happen. Nothing. Of all countries in Nigeria, a pastor has an accident in a car. Escapes the accident. He says, Satan attacked me, but glory be to God. When will you mentally derange people investigate why? So that it doesn't happen again. Satan didn't attack you. The roads are bad. The cars are bad. The drivers are drunk. You're going to come tell the western man that Satan attacked the car. They're going to find out to the team as to why. And most times, these guys will say, the driver, we didn't even know what happened. The driver just lost control of a sudden. Really? You are coming from one of your freaking blood-sucking night video. And you want to go and pray and, and preach in another program overnight. But that guy has been praying all night. You've been sucking his blood. So he slips off at the steering because you're rushing to go and preach the gospel in another city. And he crashes the car. Now all of a sudden, it's Satan that attacked. Then the driver gives a testimony. He said, I was so awake. I just don't know. A wind just came and I just, my head started shaking. Really? You were sleeping. You were sleeping. So how do you, you know, you know, one of the people that I, that was my word mentor, right? I loved his word. And if there's any preacher that existed, I believe that he's so good and different. Then he died. Suddenly. In a plane crash. Of course, you know the Pentecostal one. Hey, Satan attacked him. Said, ah, Satan did this, Satan did that. Well, I wanted to tell them then, can we at least agree that Satan won in this case? Because if it's Satan that done it and he succeeded, can we at least agree that, okay, in fairness to you, you won. It wasn't. So growing up, I realized something. You know what? He believed this gospel to the point where he overtrusted God. You know what that means? Okay, you know. But telling him, the clouds are not good to fly at this time. He's got the words, let's fly. And they flew. Years after we're discovering that. Just said, don't fly. Of course, because it didn't happen in Africa, they investigated. If it's Africa, it's Satan, then they closed the case. <laughs> but, but let me tell you why that is good for the owner of the airline. Let me tell you why it's good. The owner of the airline just needs to kneel down and say, yes, they told me Satan has been attacking. He said, yeah, we know it's not you. In the name of Jesus, every attack. They say, oh, well, like, they're not going to investigate him. He's used God to would, would, would wing them, 
would wing them. He overtrusted. And I'm saying, how about if we were enlightened enough to tell him then? If we were bright enough to tell him, you do know you don't need to go and preach in another city. You didn't need to. He said, well, I fixed the convention to start at nine. You didn't need to go to the convention. God was not coming anyways. You didn't need to. Guess what? It would have been a life. Because either someone says Satan, or another person says the will of God. It's not the will of God. It's a plane crash. Due to not obeying certain regulations. That with his wife. That's perishing. That's perishing. There's no That's perishing. People do die. Accidents do happen. But in a civilized and sensible spiritual world, they find out why. Not to reverse it, but to prevent it or minimize it. They built better cars because of the increment of accident. Seat belts came. All of those things came because of accident. They fought. In Africa, you know how to reduce Afri accident? And they are traveling. Say, we cover this journey with the blood of blah, blah, blah. The blood. And, and then you see the fearful. They say, ah, the blood. It's a lie. You don't need blood for traveling from a city to city. You don't need anybody's blood. You, you seriously don't. And those of you who are parents, I hope you don't teach your children this nonsense. Because God will, God will judge you for it. You don't need blood to go from a city to a city. You need a safe driver. You need to know they slept well. You need to know everything is in check. Then if you start praying or doing blood stuff, that will be based on just comedic stunts, which is fine. And it helps your psyche, which is fine. You don't need blood. I don't think Jesus considered your traveling from one city to the other when he stepped down from glory and he's on the cross of Calvary and his blood was being shed and he said, I, Father, I shed my blood for a safe journey. <coughs> I don't think so. I don't think his blood insurance covers safe trip. I don't, I just don't think so. I don't see that happening. On the cross, whilst he was taking our sins away. So, oh, by the way, God, um, did you have a safe trip? Are you kidding me? Pentecostalism. If we, it, it's, you don't even poise. Like this guy said, this food we're about to eat, put the blood of Jesus in it. Like, did Jesus know shawarma will exist? Like, he, they in, in Adam they ate they have leaves and fruit like Eve fell for fruit like fruit not even beef not steak fruit so I don't think on the cross it thought mm. so if you eat food poisoning you should have been fasting it doesn't make sense the new creation and let me tell you people would think you know, you say a lot about these things. Look at Pentecostal, it will get worse. You will see. 
before it gets better because you are reform agents people because they feel they have problem they will be walking upside you'll come back home one day your mom will somersault and be walking with her head and two legs up i will say mom why are you doing this say there's a prophetic word 12 midnight i have to walk with my head and two legs up it might be funny now you will see because once men enter the state of devolution it never stops because all of a sudden they will realize 100 days fasting will not cure their problem then the Jew will say, now, can you just come to church crawling on left side? I, I don't want to be telling you because of those whose mind find these things in church and you want to watch it on YouTube. So I won't be telling you, but I wish I can. It's because they are so funny, honestly. They are so extremely funny. One man said one day to do miracle in his church, the ghost told them to wear like 50 clothes. <laughs> you know, <sighs> let's go back to the word so that I don't, uh, yeah. So if Francis tells me that, you know, Pity, the reason why things are not working is because and things will always work for you it's you you sit in proximity to me so it's because you know when my parents first came to this country we struggled and this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened i'm saying are you born again he says yes normally if he's not in the nation he would think I'm saying, you see born again, does that, are you not sinning? Do you pray five times a day? Oh, sorry, that's Islam. It's not today, it's not different. But do you pray three times a day? How many times Christians pray? Do you fast? At least three times a year or four times a year. Do you give tight? So that things will not be tight. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Have you seen people who pay tight that things are not tight for? Tight is synonymous to tight. Trace tight and you will find tight finances. So, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's synonymous. They walk hand in hand. In the old church we pastor, everybody would tight. Things were tight. Everybody that I know. I'm sure people would say, my testimony is different. Imagine. They say, my testimony is different. I say, okay, that's fine. Where are you um, speaking for? said, Nigeria. <laughs> so what's your testimony? He said, actually, I don't have a testimony. I'm just looking at your empowerment program. And I thought I needed to get your attention, sir. Please, can you send 50K for my sewing machine? <laughs> said, I told you, you people are sick. <laughs> So, look at this reform. Now you understand reforms, right? Is the pouring out of nurture. And you see, the thing about nurture and becoming a new creation is that it must be daily pouring out. You cannot assume you've poured everything out. 
Because again, in Eden, until their knowledge was tested. So guess what happened in the second Eden? Christ is walking about now in the wilderness. I haven't been led by the Spirit. I'm not eating for 40 days. And said, so, well, well, that's why we Christians fast for 40 days. Say, look, he, 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 he was led there, not eating 40 days, to be tempted by the devil. But you that are falling for temptation before the devil even offered, why are you going to go to the wilderness to be tempted? Every day you are falling into sin. So are you going to be tempted of the devil? The devil says, I didn't even come. Satan didn't come. You've already, you, you tempted the girl. You tempted. So now you're telling me, well, we'll fast for 40 days. That it said he went there to be tempted. You're falling, you are in sin. What's the temptation for, for someone that is already in sin? Anyways, it comes to the second Eden and it comes to test knowledge. Every temptation was word-based. Every temptation was mind-based. Every temptation is a size up of how much word they have. So if I turn to a person and say, you're holding Sunday service. I just want to give you guys opportunity to sow. Then he says, what's the target? I say, 100. Not your comes. He says, where are you going to get it from? The born again spirit comes and teaches her knowledge. Because you can't turn to a person to give them target unless you've poured the proportionate level of knowledge into them. Do you understand this? You can, so this is why we would disagree with churches that would just come and say, the Lord told me to, that you should give blah, blah, blah. How? They don't have knowledge to make that happen. You've not put that proportionate knowledge, level of knowledge into them. They don't know. So there's, so anyways, it comes into the second Eden in the wilderness and it tests this knowledge. From the word. This guy has gone to bring Bible to test Bible. And Jesus was showing him another perspective. So I refuse to accept the things passed down to me because it could be induced by Satan. So knowledge. It didn't save me from sin. There's nothing I learned from the church we grew up in that saved me from sin. Because I didn't have the knowledge as to why not. There was no knowledge. There was fear. You know, fear mongering. That's a curious case of Abraham Anderson who brought the video of hell to Pastor Hobi. Let Hobi to Christ or to, I mean, not Christ, to Jesus. Then backslided. <laughs> Leaves him in hell. You know, in those days, yeah, when they want to, when the pastor has run out of revelation and inspiration, he invites people to come and act L film. L, they will show it on big screen. They'll finish everybody will start crying. And say, so if anybody wants to be born again, of course we want to be because you've now scared us about this, your God, who is just going to burn everybody to hell because I stole meat from my mom's let me tell you, stealing meat from my mom's pot was legal because 
Mom lived in fear. Why did you keep this much meat and gave us half meat in dinner? God is against you too. So we grew up to realize that it's legal, it's right. The Bible says, look at the bird, they neither store up. Say, ah, mom says, this meat is for three weeks. Your nature, you were a child, your nature said, no, we'll finish it, supply will come. Today it ends. It was God leading you all this while, who knew? <laughs> I'm just joking, in case kids are watching. Of course, um, Sarah, Ma, if in UK, if your child needs to steal meat from your pot, go back to your country. Things are mad. Things are bad. Go back to where you came from. They have to steal the meat. Come on. There should be enough that they don't rate meat. In Africa, I get it. Let me give you these scriptures. They will help you set some perspective. Again, I can't even leave the area of reform. This new creation. Let me tell you. Everything the word says in this new creation will happen. Your nurture is why you are afraid. The moment fear comes in, you will create a pathway for yourself. Exactly what Eve did. And what Satan was trying to tell Christ to do. Like, look at, the, look at the riches of this world. It's all going to be yours. Just bow to me. Christ has enough knowledge. He's born again. He has enough knowledge. It didn't say, I don't need the things of this world. He said, they are mine already. You know, we all discuss this thing, but let me tell you my true mind about this. We discuss about how much wealth is in Africa to be explored. My true heart, I don't care. You see, this system is treacherous. It gives you little in return. I don't mind working this system for 50 years. As in, what they have there, I really truly don't want it. Because with the working of the system, as treacherous as it, as it is, as little drop as it is, you've with little knowledge walk it to the height so i'm not going to focus on what is not in my hand you know why the whole continent and its wealth belongs to you and according to isaiah 66 or 60 22 he said in my time i the lord will do it he said the smallest family will be a thousand people and the smallest group will be a mighty nation. So I don't care if it's 50 years time or four years time. It doesn't matter. As in I can walk past their president and not greet him. It can't change your life. It doesn't have the power to. It's subject to powers, knowledge. So they showed Christ the old world. And he's thinking, I'm not going to go through the pathway of the unborn again life. Because in Adam, the first Adam, look, nobody had to tempt the first Adam with dominion and owning the earth. It was his. He had no competitor. They were all his. But knowledge filled him once. 
and that once was enough for, 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 for the serpent to take over. The, that scripture first, then I'll give you the next one. You are going to read the meaning of perish, but I'm going to go for why people perish, right? Then you'll read the, the interpretation of perish. Thank you. My people are perishing for want of knowledge. My people die, they perish for lack of knowledge. I need that exact translation. They die because they don't have knowledge. Nobody perishes because of not praying enough. Not fasting enough. They just lack knowledge. Perish meaning. To become destroyed or ruined. To cease to exist. Do you see the word to cease to exist? No, no. That's the one I'm going to. Do you see to cease to exist? So people live. But they live as if they are not living. They are finished. They've perished. So die to cease to exist. Uh huh. Second definition, sir. Thank you. To be in a state of decay. Uh -huh. To wither and waste away. Okay. I'm telling you, most Christians are withering, wasting away. Your generation. Withering, wasting away. But we see why. Lack of knowledge. So if you go and gather them in O2 Stadium or Wembley Stadium and start praying on them and start saying, worship the Lord, the, the ghost is here, the ghost is here. Have you seen ghosts in any of those meetings before? They will still waste away. It's like wandering the earth. One worship night to the other. One prayer meeting to the other. One study to the other. But wasting away. Why? Lack of knowledge. So there's a scripture I want you to think with me on tonight. We want to go into vision. And I want, because we still have tomorrow night. Vision is the ability to see further than your eyes can look. So remember, I've taken time to, I'm even thinking, should I just have vision tomorrow night? I've taken time to establish the reform system. So if we come and say, you know what, guys? We're going to have 100 businesses. It's going to be regulated by this, that. Your job is to obey. It's a new creation thing. You know why? PT didn't learn it from the church is coming from. So you must suspect, his, uh, uh, suspect it as a new creation thing. Because you must ask yourself, where did this come from? The fact that you don't know where it comes from is now the new creation manifestation. That is the new era, signs and wonders. You see, the family system, it came from new creation, not ideology. Because it came from new creation, for the next set, and the next set becomes an ideology. But it wasn't an ideology, it's a creation thing. You created new fa families. You created houses so that young people can prosper and excel. It's a new creation thing. It's a sign to you is an, is an indictment against you when you fall out of such system. It's an indictment because God will say, I did everything to make sure your generation prospers. 
And it's not just an indictment on you, it's an indictment on all those who criticize you. Because it will be a sign to them for a life they are already living, which progressively can only go somewhere on the heap of nothingness. That's where it's going. You know, I used to wonder, I wanted to think about this with me, and I'll give you two scriptures and close. You know, in the days when persecution first started against you, we wonder, I thought, or we thought at a point, because there are things we could have done, we could have fought back a lot. PK could have gone to beat some people, some people, and things could have happened. Not with my approval, God forbid. But people could have revenged. But why did we not? Because we're gentlemen, I don't think so. I think part of us told us that God was going to intervene and something would happen to them publicly and humiliate them. Guess what? Nothing happened. And that's annoying. Like, okay, so God, you, in all of this, you can't even just defend us. You, you're not going to, you, you just watch. We're good guys. Like, we're trying to do good and you didn't do nothing. In your mind, you're thinking, really? So this God, you just... Like you just tell people to do things and get into trouble and you just say, ah, let me watch. But guess what? As we thought of that, then I gained understanding. This is the understanding. There's only one revenge. They get into more nothingness. You get more prominent. That's all. That's the greatest proof. They just get poorer and poorer and down. I don't know if you know any of them that is now in a high place. Even those who fell off from a monkey, where are they? That is God's statement. Then it tells us again, the way to maneuver the next one. You keep your focus. They get into nothingness you get better. There are people who abuse peace and who abuse people. Please, if you have time and you are still down to earth, go and check where they live. You know, down to earth, there are some people that just trace out old dead people. You just find them with them. You say, ah, you still see this person. Yeah, they are down to earth. They find them. You wonder how. How? Well, you say, okay, that's fine, whatever. Where are they? Where are they? I was saying this yesterday. Where are they? But they know where you are. Because you see, that's God's statement. And that will continue to be a statement. What kept you? Vision. I think I'll start expanding on this more tomorrow. The first lecture of our kids your child, boys, must have is vision. Forget all these, go and get A stars in your school, go and get B stars. If, they, if your kid get like, and it's good that they should, if they get 12 A stars, guess where they probably will end? Lecturing. Teachers. So it's a good foundation, but from then you begin to tell them vision. Vision is the ability to see further than your eyes can look. P.O. said it accurately tonight. In order to see, these eyes must be shut. 
Only by seeing what is not there can you bring something that is new and creative and exciting. You have to see what is not there. And we have scriptures for this. But I want to round up on two interesting scriptures in one. Proverbs. So someone said, look down, be oppressed. Look around, be depressed. Look up and be at peace. I'll leave that to tomorrow night. Proverbs. night, right? Tell me, please think with me on this scripture. Actually, we, oh yeah, please go on. Where are you reading first? Where there is no vision? Is that what you want to start with? No, start with 29.18. Let me see this. I like this. Where there is no vision. The people perish. We're still coming from perishing. How do you know you prosper with these creation system there's vision if pastor sam ceases to have vision connect or capital is lost if gold house inspire ely power base cod wealth farming hope dealers and others if the vision eyes and light is taken away and the entire nation family. If pity's vision be blurred, which is what is happening to the church, there's no vision, there's spirituality, but the light that is in them is darkness. If a church is still trying to hold healing crusade in 2022, there's no vision. And the Bible says automatically the people perish. So if um, God house does not have a million, it's because they don't have a vision of a million. A million is not missing. There's no vision. So in the documentary, Pastor Sam just released or some uh, documentary or TV program, whatever it is. And it says years ago, a thousand a week. It's given them a vision. I don't know. I, you understand? A person sits on Periscope, talks to his own people. Someone far away decides it's not good. I don't understand. Like, was he talking to you? No. What you should do is protect your own money from being stolen. But you, you don't even need to protect because you don't have any. And if you let those words creep into your heart, they will damage you and make you like them. They are not going anywhere. So it's okay to give whatever Pastor Sam said if you're a circus clown. But for him to give a vision to young ladies and men around him and say, we should be this up because there are businesses to do. Until you grow to understand that every problem is a business. Simple. Write that down, my friend. Every problem is a business. I'll show you scripture for that now in a minute. Every single problem is a business. Every problem. If you don't know every problem is a business, ask UK MPs who started stealing in COVID. The story is dead now because why? Um, we have to protect the British um, establishment. But Spark One is not dead. But your MP stole. COVID materials meant for the poor. 
So I'm not saying problem is a business in that direction. I'm just saying they are, a, they are an example for everyone who wants to become MP. Since Britain is the light of the world, the standard of morality, and their lawmakers tow COVID stuff. Anyways, every problem is a business. People are already looking for problems. You should. You probably should. You should. When there is no vision, the people perish. Do you remember the meaning of perish? Okay, let's hear it in sweet voice again so that you can remember. Tell me again, especially the second definition. Mimi, this is not personal. Oh yeah, tell me. Before you even take her voice away, she just wake up tomorrow morning and say, <laughs> tell me. They do that in Africa. Africa, Africa as imagine in Africa. Now, no, seriously. Another choir member accuses another choir leader that she overnight in a dream through witchcraft stole her voice. Yeah. Like voice to worship God. She's jealous and she used witchcraft to take her voice away. And she was gone. And she couldn't sing, truly. So she came to just Yeah. He said, what happened? He said, she did it. She stole her voice. That witch is in the choir. Like everybody's just a witch. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, read. To be in a state of decay, to wither and waste away. Does this does this sound like any continent you know? Devolution continent. Does this sound like any race you know? Read it again. To be in a state. Of decay. It's a state <laughs> of decadence. Why? Because there's no vision and there's no knowledge. They are not born again. Africa prays without being born again. He said, this is the 40th day of praise and worship. 40. To who? Why? Knowledge is missing. The practical thing, Emma, the way you're staring at me gives me revelation. It's so simple. Will a person without Medicare not die? Even if he prays and praises God? What saves them from perishing? The fact that some people research and gain knowledge on what polio means. What malaria means. What saved them, God, or malaria drugs? People can't say, say how. I should think it's malaria drugs. What brought malaria drugs? Knowledge. If we're going to be saved from poverty, what will save us? And this is not pity's ideology, it's in your Bibles. Where there is no vision, the people perish. They get into a state of decadence. So see where we're growing up, where we grew up from, the council flood and our parents' life. Why? Why was it? Because the village didn't leave them or that, that, that. No, they, they just didn't know. 
I'll get you into more annoying scriptures in a moment. There's just no knowledge. So whatever eludes us or eludes us today, we just don't know. So we're not born again in that area. We just don't know. God wants us to be as rich as the richest nation in the world. But guess what? We don't know how. So when Paul prays to them in Ephesians 3, when he says, I bow my knees, that you may know what is the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. But it starts with knowing. That's why I said, born again, uh -huh, starts, is a system that starts with knowledge and ends with knowledge epiphany. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. That they may know what is the knowledge of Christ, which passes knowledge. But they enter the one that passes knowledge by knowing. By knowledge. I think I deserve a code founder for that. They enter into the knowledge that passes knowledge by knowledge. That's how they know. We want to enter epiphany, knowledge epiphany by an epiphany. The encounter of Paul was a bit different. He encountered Christ first on the way to persecute Christians. He had a, the epiphany. It was an epiphany. He had the epiphany, but guess what? He now had to go to Arabia for three or seven years to go and have the knowledge he didn't start with. It's knowledge. So th this is the root of perishing. If you're supposed to function well in a certain field and you're performing below your horsepower, knowledge needs to be balanced out. You just don't know. Maybe you need to go back and re-listen to some SoundCloud and get born again. I know you stopped some habits. You didn't see boyfriend anymore and that, that, that. I'd rather you were doing that. But have knowledge. You shouldn't. I'd rather, because some people would then say, oh, wow, okay, I now have knowledge. I'm running back. That in itself is lack of knowledge. Where there's no vision. So, the vision of gold house has to be clear. What are you in court inciting people against? We're inciting people against poverty. Sensitizing them again, I mean, for what they can become. And we are in this puzzle against society that has never seen your kind of people before. But either keep it the law, happy, easy. Now go to the scriptures I asked. So go back. I think you have to go back to verse 13. Look at this verse 13. I need you to diligently follow this with me. The same way I said in whatever translation you're reading, man. Living Bible. Okay, fine. Rich and poor are alike in this. Each depends on God for life. No way. That's not my starting point. Go back. I need God made the rich and the poor is the same maker. God gives them sight is one. This is where I'm coming to. The Bible says God made the rich and the poor. That's the first point of concern. Wasn't that what I sent to you, man? 
Let me look for evidence against you. I just need to know that's what I sent you. Huh? Exactly. So what happened? Oh, yeah, read it, please. Ma. Proverbs 22, verse 2. Thank you. Rich and poor have this in common. Uh -huh. The Lord is the maker of them all. This is where it starts from. The Lord is the maker of the rich and the poor. Now, if, if you're poor, this will be annoying. Because you must think, so there's nothing I can do because God already made me poor. Do you understand this scripture? Because what can you do if he made you as poor? You're poor. God created me this way. What can I do? But then 2913 in the right translation then clarifies this scripture. And that's where I want to stop tonight. You need to think through this scripture with me. The Lord gives sight. Please read this thing now. God made the rich and the poor. The Lord gives sight to both. Do you have it? It's the NIV. Thank you. The poor and the oppressor have this in common. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. What is sight? Vision. So I had to read this in Hebrew. Look at this. It said God creates all men. Some become rich. Some become poor. This is how it exactly was written before translation. Some become rich. Some become poor. Depending on how they see things. So that's what this... It gives sight, vision to both of them. It now depends on what you do with sight. And now you see. So the so-called oppressor, the rich and the poor, were made by God. Now a distinguishing factor comes. They both have sight, but can they both see? In case you don't understand these things still, talk to your mom when you get back home and see perspective. You will be shocked at how they see life. And go and talk to a rich person. You'll be shocked that with the same eyes, they can look at the same matter and interpret it differently. Perishing is birth depending on how the eyesight, your eyesight. We've told this story many times when the same people grew up in the same environment, decided to travel at the same time to India and one of them saw a country that is dilapidated in problem and people have no shoes, came back to the United States of America to tell them how people have no shoes in India, what a country, what a world we live in and the other one came back seeing opportunity how to make cowskin leather sandals and supply the whole nation. You see, God made both the rich and the poor but he gives sight to both of them may God give you sight that is better than the eyes you now carry because these eyes you carry will only watch Netflix see the eyes our parents carry will watch Netflix go and read go and read devolving blogs and say hey what a life then they will forward message to you on a platform they are made built when they were busy building hopeless churches. 
Then they say, ah, this what they, they you know how much our parents now carry laptops and especially annoying um, iPad. And say, Mom, come here. Your mate built that thing. Same brain, same height, two eyes, nose, mouth, ears, two legs. What happened to you? You were busy doing going in the spirit. Now you don't speak in tongues anymore, do you? You're tired because it produced nothing. Vision. High sight. High sight. New creation sees new. High sight. What I've created for me, in quote, for the Lord for me, is vision centers. So you don't have to put it, you, you, don't, you don't even need to be, when you see leadership class on Saturday, you're seeing vision. So they don't have to call it vision class. Vision mixes into action more than words. So I must be able to look clearly at Inspire and see what they are saying about the future. The past is fine, but it's past. So you're able to see God envisioned the new world and he committed it to a man that can see until his obedience was tested and God see that this guy didn't have enough vision. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So don't offer me the gold of South Africa. I want all men. That's what he told Satan on that mount. Don't offer me the... the, the, the the, 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 the uraniums and, and the gold and stuff. I want all men because men are in charge of all these things. Give me the men. I'll get the goods. Vision. Ability to see wilderness and see an estate in wilderness. Can see. Many of us engrossed in our present. Engrossed. Eyes that don't see. Minds and hearts that can't focus. But I know nationals, if you're truly from this fabric, you must be dangerously hard-heartened. Because that's what your father is, dangerously. Calmness is how to cover how hardened the heart is. Just calmness. You're, you're smooth. You wear Gucci. You smell. But when the art is tested, the resolve of it, you know, if this guy wants to do something, he's going to do it. Because at the point of actualizing vision, you become deaf and dumb. You only see with heart. And with the same with heart, there's nobody on your way. You can't see wife, you can't see husband, you can't see nobody. It's vision. Africa just has visionless leaders. No vision. But look, they don't, don't let us talk about our parents. Uh, because they would laugh at us if we also feel like they did. And say, well, you were making mouth. You thought it's easy. We don't think it's easy, son, man. You could have made it easier for us, but it's all good. We're going to make it easier for the next generation. So be focused. So when your leader looked at you, uh, it, it could be that other people in your house fellowship or in your families are doing business and they are CEOs or whatever. And your leader looks at you and says, hey, you come, go back to school. Stop saying something. 
Because a leader is someone that can close their eyes and see. You know when scripture, the scriptures that they misinterpreted similarly to us, or to some of us, they say, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We've traced faith. It starts with knowledge and ends in faith. So the knowledge of a crystal is why I can look at her and close my eyes and see. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years. I can close my eyes and see a Nikki. What is to become of her? Vision. That's not destiny. It's vision. Vision because vision, vision informs your discipline. You see, that's what vision does. This is why I started with it is not the swap of car of, of habits. It is habits that you change because of vision. So what they should have been telling us then was vision, not hell. Do you understand that? So because of vision, look, Pio, please come. I need to use you as an example tonight. And I'm using the top senior pastor as illustration, but you're still my son, right? Do you guys know Pio this time last year, how big he was? And it wasn't compared to now, right? So don't go and kill yourself and say, Pastor said big. I'm only to imagine someone on Twitter says and say it's causing people big. I'm talking to people. Am I talking to your father? I didn't mean your father. So if you compare, I, I hope you guys can find me pictures and, and illustrations. But some of you that are, are, are sizable, they use big or small. It suits some of you and that's where you should be. That's your problem. But don't stop me from doing illustration because you are here or you are watching. Switch off. So, well, the reason why I'm, uh, why I'm illustrating with this is this. He's told me partly his routine. Like, it became like this because of boxing, I think. Like boxing stuff. Training through boxing, boxing, boxing. Sometimes it bleeds. I can't do boxing for... I tried it with Kelly, you know? Because it's interesting when you are doing this, you see that you try five seconds. I thought I would die. I thought I'm going to pass away. I'm going to perish. Thank you. I'm coming to an illustration. Why is it bleeding? Why are you waking up 7 a.m., 8 a.m. and going through that rigorous, almost death training? Because you have a figure in mind. Vision informs your discipline. Another translation says where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. Are you guys working with me tonight? Or you just left Daniel as he said, your voice is sweet. I'll be finding all the translation. Informs our discipline. So when he sees a certain kind of food, those of you who are trying a true food or true whatever, you are cutting down your diet and stuff like that. You see certain food is appealing to you. But he said, no, I can't. Because you have a vision in mind. Do you want to read it? Or you don't have it? Proverbs 29 verse 18. Tell me. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people Where are... there is no vision, no revelation, go back to that NIV, please. 
people cast off restraint. They, they won't care less. So what happened to our community? Why, is there, why are 14 years old killing themselves? No vision. So restraint will be cast off. There's no discipline where there's no vision. We soon realized that the hell they scared us to to come and be repenting, it didn't come. So we cast off restraint because it's not where there's no hell. <laughs> it's where there's no vision. All the way, imagine before churches started showing us film of hell, Nigeria was even better. As Pentecostalism and all those nonsense grew, Nigeria got worse. It got worse to a place where even people there say, look, if I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to do this money ritual first. I'm already in hell. Because they turned the country to hell. Say, no wonder. That's why Satan sent his servant to be showing pictures of hell. Say, Nigeria will become hell. Nigeria will become hell. That's all the visions that we were saying. You know, when I... Africa is painful, you know. Daniel, have you been to Africa before? No, sorry for yourself. Africa is painful. You know when these bigots were showing us movies of hell and rapture and all these things. Guess what their counterparts in foreign countries were doing? They were teaching their children coding, building new world, building new cities. Eventually, those of us that were shown the videos of hell had to run here with the bigots that were showing us. Like you have pastors who have abandoned their churches in Nigeria now and live in Canada. Like they built 10,000 people church when it and relocate. Like doctors are leaving Africa, doctors, qualified doctors, and say, we can't stay in this country anymore. That's after many years of praying, videos of hell, night video, camp meetings that would block the road. Whilst they were busy doing all that, another nation, China and Japan, and all these countries were sending their young people out of the nation to go and learn skill and telling them to come back to the country to nation build. Our religion is nation building. And tell me, I'm a Christian. I said, no, I'm a nation builder. Sorry. Nation building is our new religion. Because the nation will refuse to build and we kept praying that God should come and build. People are now running out of it to atheist nations. Our religion is nation building. At least for now, we might change it back to whatever else. It is nation building. It's a religion. We, if Africa had embraced that nation building religion, we'll be practicing Christianity with joy right now. But we refused it. We refused knowledge. That's why a person can still stand and say, there's someone here with chicken under his, under his armpits. And you see, you see seemingly certified okay people coming out. He has them. Show me the wings. Show me the wings. Someone here that swam, swam or swam, swam from Nigeria to UK. If somebody can swim from Nigeria to UK, why do you want to take that anointing from him? Why? Why? Oh, come before the altar and repent. You say, excuse me, sir. What is wrong with swimming from Nigeria to UK? 
Why? Why is it wrong? You flew here. Are you, sir, are you going to go back to Africa without collecting money from me that swam here? You will still take the money of the swimmers and you'll go. You are the one sending me to swim because you've made that country unbearable. Listen, guys, honestly to God, these things are nonsense. They are divinations. They are what Egyptians do. They are divinations. They are divinations. They add nothing to nation building. Nothing. They are not spiritual. They are not scriptural. Nation building is our religion. And you get into the nation building religion by being born again. Remember this. You throw away your nurturing, you embrace new nurturing. Then you get reformed. Then, I mean, you become a new creation. Then you begin to wear the eyes of vision, ability to see further and further. And how do you see further? It's very simple. You climb on the shoulders of those who are tall enough. From their shoulders, you see further. How do I know you're saying, Father, you obey? And certain obedience don't make sense to us initially. You obey. Now, don't go obey leaders who tell you things are outside of the word. Outside of the word. It still won't work. It will still lead to perishing. No matter what the, int- what the aim is, you will still perish. <laughs> it's the word. And you prosper. Rest my case for tonight. I'll continue with vision tomorrow. If you have enough eyesight, you'll turn problems to money. Discipline comes from vision. Every other discipline that doesn't come from vision is a waste of time, it's manipulative, and it won't last. So you see, as we grow, we give people around us opportunity or rights to do what they want. Because I'm saying, you have enough knowledge now. Can we go on this journey together? Because if it is based on fear, I already know you'll fall apart anyways. So when your pastor tells you about target or focus, he's just telling you, by now, with the level of knowledge poured into you, this should be the corresponding result by now because you have knowledge to that place. Now, if the people around are not now manifesting that, I've traced it for you. There's a nurturing they've not jettisoned. So battling that nurturing. If you want to know, collect their phone suddenly. See the people they talk to. You'll find why. You're still being nurtured by certain doctrine. And God is telling us, unless we're bold enough to... So, if pity comes out as hard as this on certain people that we used to respect or view as something, I'm not against them as a person. They are probably good men. Even called by God, some of them. But what I'm saying is, you see what they represent and teach is so, is so poisonous. And if you take that thing in one sip, it will ruin you. 
and he's ruined the generation before us. In case you don't believe he's ruined them, look at Africa. It's the most prayerful continent in the world. You know, uh, God is so good. Um, whatever that means. Um, there are 4,000, I was telling you the other day, 4,260 something Nigerian churches in the UK. Followed by Indian churches, about 3,000. Followed by Pakistani. You see who the people Africa is rolling with? Good people. But whereas Indians and Pakistanis can even have that number of churches, at least they have corresponding number of corner shops. Viable African businesses, real African businesses in this country, Nigeria, no Africa, viable, solid one, is less than 10. We have 4,000 churches. So if they've closed down Spark, thank God our number is not part of the 4,260 something. At least it's gone down by one. So I don't want to be in that goddamn statistics. So you see, the more we got into the word, the more creation started coming. It is from the word that family houses came. It's from the word that institutes came. It's from the word that all these things came. Our way of giving, all of it from the word was showing us that we were becoming born again. I charge you for this Sunday. I've told you it's an elite-centric service. But Sam is going to give you... I, I just woke up thinking, I want to give them opportunity to sow. They can then say, oh, we made our target. That's Sam's target, not mine. I don't care about Sam's target. Sam's target is Pharisee target. It's like, let's keep... Not Sam as a person, but that's church. Then you have the erratic guy who just wakes up and says, oh, they gave 100k last one. I'm not satisfied. YouTube can then think, oh, that's money. I don't need money. Looking at your knowledge base. The same thing we've asked for four families. That's 100 people each. I don't want it to be a 1,000 people service. I don't want it to be 600 people service. No. I have a number I'm going for, and that's where we want to stop. And I'm going to round up the vision talk I don't even know why God is saying that it's an elite-centric service. But after obedience, we'll find out. It's after obedience. Because if we really believe, we see the manifestation of our faith in obedience. I rest my case. God bless you.